Good morning and welcome to an episode, uh, to another episode of Kitchen Confidential. No, I mean the Sunday Conversation podcast. But Aaron's cooking in his kitchen today. Yeah, fucking right I am. Oh, we always say we're cooking. Honestly, that, if we were like real, like, podcasters, um, forward thinking podcasters, we could hypothetically be like, yeah, we're we're in the kitchen. We're mm, cooking in the kitchen. Mm, mm. I see what and then saying. and then we call like the kitchen like our podcasting booth. Right. Okay. You great. And I are always texting. I always in text. Well, we're texting. Each other. Yeah, we're when do you want to cook? cook? Yep. Mm, I see what you're getting at. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, now that that's behind us, um, brought, to you, <laughs> brought to you by Taco Casa for real open. <laughs> alive well hey let's go um shout out trev and the boys yes sir but yeah here we are for another episode and i didn't even say the episode number because i don't really know the episode number maybe 139 i feel like that's right i think my coffee's done too behind me uh one nope 138 god oh fuck someday someday it's all right (laughs) all right episode 138 uh, of the sunday conversation kitchen confidential podcast and here we go uh how was your week bro that's Um, what we always say when we start my my week was my week was great and i uh i've been busy as all heck work busy season at work is in full swing bartended again last night we had uh we had what we call a puke party which this time was a real puke party. That's when, uh, see, Yale as a university has a budget for uh, student activity, um, student outside of school activities, right? So last night we had a, I think a semi-formal for sorority. Yale sorority, although Yale did get rid of fraternities and sororities. They're all, they're- Yeah, they're, I was going to say, like, they're inclusive. so now there's, it's a, it's a secret agenda now right but it's an underground operation but it was you know all girls in their dates so it was a sorority semi-formal last night so anywho um one girl showed up with her face painted with butterfly wings on it that was interesting and then another girl left in an ambulance so really kind of covered the spectrum of just about everything that you could could expect it almost sounds it almost sounds like a local county fair (laughs) <laughs> it was the new haven county fair 116 crown with all kids almost exclusively not from new haven county um that's pretty, that's uh well i mean honestly if, there, if there's nothing more that that your uh that your second enjoyable job is on the side if there's nothing more to it than getting some good stories for the pod Oh, it's, and I think it's, that's, and it's, that's how it, though, the best part about, excuse me. I, and I like, well, it doesn't matter. It's not like anybody's ever going to find out who the fuck she is, but she was sucking face with this dude by our service station. We have a long bar and then the bar curves, or excuse me, the bar doesn't curve, but there's like this set, this, this wall that, that blocks the mezzanine where people sit and the bar. So she's up against this wall, this curved section of this wall just sucking face with this dude and like listen i don't mean to judge 
I know that these kids are young ish, all of legal drinking age, of course, but like it was some of the most, it was the most awkward makeout session I've ever seen. And it was happening right in front of my face. Like I'm standing here, they're right here. For those who can't see, I'm holding my hand directly in front of my face and it was right in front of my face. Um, so, can I ask something? Of course, Ben. Do you possibly think that maybe these two individuals spent so much time focused on their studies growing up that they, they never really had a chance to, to learn how to kiss? <sighs> yeah, I would say that. Because, because the... I mean, when you're going from, you know, school to trumpet practice to piano lessons to dance lessons to um you know your your tutor i mean where can you learn to make out in that in that schedule ben you're right and also the interesting thing about these kids is so when we have these parties i may have even mentioned this before the majority of these kids have obviously never stepped foot in a bar or if they have it's been on a very very limited basis so they, they just don't have or or it's been a rooftop uh, New York City uh, penthouse bar that they went to sure. with their family or for private party uh, from from sure. their for their aunt's 80th birthday party. Right. And she's um, a bajillionaire. Right. Could be could that is very possible as well. But so these things, there's always there's always a couple, though, that you can tell have, you know, have gone out a handful of times because they. They just act more confident in the way they they move about the bar, the way they interact with the bartenders. So this girl, now keep in mind, so we pre-batch all the, we pre-batch the drinks. They have two options. One's a vodka drink, one's a tequila drink. We pre-batch them because they go through so many, we can't, we can't, we're obviously not making them in real time. And this girl comes up to us at one point. She's wearing, you know, black, gloves like you know like uh, evening gown gloves comes up to the bar and goes can i order something else these drinks aren't strong enough now they're plenty strong but there's also a lot of juice and there's sugar and there's other things in there to cover up the alcohol we're we're professional bartenders The, the the point of making a great drink is that the alcohol shouldn't be as noticeable in a great drink not saying these are great drinks they're just massive batch watered down cocktails but she says can i order something other than this because these drinks aren't strong enough she was showing off for her date exactly so i normally we don't do it every once in a while we will do it just to just to uh just you wait a second, young lady. I'll make you a stronger drink. Hold so, my beer. So <laughs> I just looked up what I had to know for, for this. But so I said, uh, I said, well, what would you like? And she says to me, a Pim's cup. A Pim's cup is a uh, very. Now, did you had you ever heard of this? Yes. Right in yes, the moment. Yes, because. When I first started at this at the bar, we used to have this lady that would come in and make them. And a Pimp's Cup is basically a fucking fruit smoothie with alcohol in it. They are delicious. A Pimp's Cup is delicious. Don't get me wrong. But as a bartender, they're a bitch to make because you have to muddle a bunch of shit. 
it, it's just not worth the hassle. So we don't typically make them because they are just a pain in the ass. But the reason I, I laughed at her and I laughed right in her face, a PIMS cup is made up of PIMS, okay? Uh, here, I'm going to pull up a classic PIMS, PIMS cup uh, recipe for you, Benny. So a, not to get too sidetracked here, Ben, but have you ever noticed when you look up a recipe online, you can't just fucking get the recipe. It's right. Some, yeah. Somebody's entire fucking life story before yeah, they fucking. Yes. It's the blog. And then a lot of times you got to like scroll down and then hit the next page button. The, like the link, but then it's ridiculous. not, it's not a link, you know, it's like, so you have to find the specific, like, is it next or is it like right here or whatever? Cause you, you have like a one in four chance of clicking just an ad. Right. It's like, all right, well then fuck this person. I'm not even going to read their fucking recipe. So a PIMS cup is, is, uh, PIMS is the alcohol sparkling lemonade, cucumber, mint, orange, and strawberries. PIMS. So just the PIMS. PIMS is 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 the only alcohol in it. They probably sell it in in gas stations because there's not a high enough alcohol. PIMS is 25% alcohol. Excuse me. Is, is it 25% or 25 proof? Because if it's 25 proof, that's even funnier. It's 25% alcohol, which means after all that other stuff, it's like 8% alcohol. So she's talking about our tequila and vodka drinks not being strong enough, and she wants a drink that's 8% alcohol. We said you can't have that. We made her a gin and tonic. I watched her drink her gin and tonic, and she could not handle how strong a gin and tonic was. So long story short, she didn't need anything stronger. Okay, that's what happened at that job. Uh, I'm six for my last six on NHL picks that I've given out to, to friends that have asked for picks. So I'm in fuego betting on the NHL. Okay, Aaron, be careful. Be careful. I just fucked myself, but I'm not worried about it because knock on wood and the NHL is off today. So I, I there's no pressure to get anything right. Um and uh, I guess that's, oh, and last thing about, we were talking about cooking and I said, you just wait. I am making Shanghai soup dumplings today, Ben. Get the fuck out. Check out my bamboo, my bamboo steamer, baby. Dude. Unreal. Chow Unreal. Long Bao. Look at, hey, look at you, Anthony Bourdain ass motherfucker. Uh, so, of course, yesterday I was looking up recipes and shit and I, uh. I typed in Anthony Bourdain, Xiao Long Bao, and sure enough, comes a, a one-minute video of him Dude, going like a diet. I'm just talking people about forget. Him. People forget. You can just type in literally Anthony, anything. Bo- Anthony Bourdain. Um, oh shit! No, this is terrible, terrible radio because I'm supposed to know what I'm going to say. But uh, <laughs> what the what's uh, uh, uh it's like a a, cook, a cook's tour, a world tour, but he goes oh, like sure. every. No, not the book though. Like it's he has a YouTube like on YouTube. There's like probably seventy five one hour shows. Like all of the of the uh, of the what is it? Travel world travels with Anthony Bourdain. Like it was a yeah, show a on TV. Fuck. This he is had a show. Awful. I think he had a this show is called God Awful or Cook Store or Cook. Well, either way. I mean, shit, he goes to, like, every big yeah, city Yeah, a, cook, or a cook store was a show, Ben. You were right. A cook store was a show. Okay. So he just goes and eats in all the different... Trust your gut, bro. 
Okay, I'll trust it, but I still think I'm wrong. So <laughs> either way, but um, yeah, he's got. It's just like it's it's well, it, it's actually it's Tokyo. like a very easy watch, and they're like you know forty five minutes to an hour. It's just episodes of uh, oh, it's called it's uh, whatever travels. Um. Oh my gosh, yeah, this is so bad. Rough, rough radio. This is as rough as it gets. But I uh, went fishing yesterday. Speaking, I was of rough. just, about, I was just about to say, <laughs> Ben, how's your, how's your week, buddy? Uh, well, yesterday we ran offshore in in uh, my neighbor's boat, yeah. and uh, it was. He's got a thirty-four foot Cobia with with three Yamaha three hundreds, and we left we left the. Uh, the canal we'll call it and he mm. just fucking hammered it down to 50 miles an hour and we just drove straight out to the fishing grounds in like two and a half feet of seas and it was just like it was it was hilarious because like at 50 you know, miles it, an hour dude he what he it was it's insane just he just <laughs> well no i mean it wasn't that bad we we're in the back of the boat on beanbags yeah you know but it was just like it was funny to see you know, we probably would have taken our time a little bit more or probably not even gone. <laughs> um, so we got out there and then it got big. I mean, it was like three footers, you know, between three and, and it, you know, a little bit bigger all day. And we fished hard. And, um, it was it was not a very bountiful harvest. We'll say that. Did you catch anything? Uh, I ca- yeah, I caught a I actually I'm not like tooting my own horn because if you understood sizes um so i catch the the biggest red snapper and it yep. was 20 21 inches long which i which is it's like a, a juvenile that's yeah. like a small snapper <laughs> yeah, right. so uh it wasn't like a good big catch um but we had a great time it was beautiful out it was just rocky and that when i say rocky it, um the boat was rocking and then hey. on the flip side it's dude it's so different like being from new england and growing up fishing with my cousin Corey, justin their dad fucking that was like normal you know and it's like they won't go like down here if it's like more than two feet you're all right yeah you're you're looking at me like very perplexed i'm not looking at you i'm looking at my computer 900 things just popped up all at the same fucking time and this thing almost crashed out but i i got us we're good keep going okay well hey that's why we got a good tech guy on staff but um so like fishing in three foot swells is like the norm i feel like in the atlantic ocean that's what it was like when we were tuna fishing right but that but i'm saying that's like that's so to me, like we used to go cod fishing and there'd be like 10 to 12 footers. I mean, you're on a big ass boat, right. but you know, you're just like rolling all day. It's like, not like they're crashing. Your body but, just jammed up against right. the fucking but, side of the So boat. it's just like funny, like people down here in the Gulf, like, you know, they're like, fuck, if it's two feet, I'm not, I'm not going fishing in that. You crazy? So you're it's saying like, Floridians are soft, Ben? No, not at all. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that the uh, like there's so many like beautiful days here yeah. it's like you can just you don't have you know. to go out when it's like that right yeah but yesterday's situation is a little different because it was 
they they opened red snapper season just for yesterday and today. So what, what's up? What's up? And I know you know there's probably people listening that don't want to hear more fishing talk, but I'm curious. What's up with red snapper season? Is it just a total like? Just it's open like the it up most sought like after it? fish going, and they so just they, open it up when they feel like it. So it's no, it's like uh, a month in the summer, and then there's like five weekends in the fall. Really, that's it, huh? Yeah, yeah, and like this has nothing to do with Florida, but I just read an article about uh, Louisiana, yes. and like their their wildlife commission just announced that they were 50,000 50, pounds under their 830,000 pound snapper red snapper quota mm-hmm. for the for the year so they were talking about like opening it up for one more week so it's obviously a big deal down here it's like oh shit um it's an important fishery so i think they're trying to Real nice. Excuse nice. me. Good um, mute, though. Good mute. Um, they're trying to make it, uh, you know, last or whatever. But it's just, I'm going to tell you a little backstory, Aaron. Hit me with it. You remember our episode, Paying the Tax Man? Yep. Okay. So yesterday, we probably caught about eight or nine small fish. Red snapper, some grouper, some amberjack. Okay. Okay. now if i just told you that basically by the time we got out fishing either so i caught a pretty big shark yesterday and landed it and we were we were honest we were hoping like hell that it just possibly could have been a big ass grouper but it's it was a shark and obviously, like at that point, we're not trying to catch sharks, but I'm more what trying to land of, a big fish to make sure it was just like a black tip. It was reef like shark, a, yeah. you know, a reef shark. Um, mm-hmm. We think, I don't know, it's it probably like seven, seven and a half, eight feet long. Nice. Um, decent little girth, but like, you know, it was a, it was a hard fight, yep. but I landed the fish that meant, you know, all my knots are fucking grade a yep you know didn't break any gear you know that's what you're trying to do when you're fishing so but that being said every single so we we only probably got six or seven keepers in the boat and then we probably only got six short like you know small fish Mm -hmm. in the boat Mm -hmm. Every single small fish that we had to throw back, uh, we immediately, about 10 feet under the surface, we watched a porpoise eat it. Really? All day, all day long, the porpoises are on us. So you can either feel, if you hook up on the bottom and you, and you start reeling a little bit and then boom, you feel a big, huge hit and then you got nothing, that's a shark. Yeah. Just came and, and cleaned your gear. So now that's happening. But then when you beat the sharks and get it, you know, out of the shark zone and up high enough because you're fishing between 280 to 200 feet of water. Yeah. So as soon as you get it up off the ground, essentially any porpoise in whatever like distance to there gets a free shot at a fish from 
you know, basically a hundred feet of a minimum of a hundred feet of water that is, <clears throat> you're fighting the fish. So you're reeling it in slow. Yeah. It's like, it's like a sitting duck. Totally. So when I say there was probably, you know, I mean, obviously there's hundreds, but that we counted and saw, you know, there was probably 70 dolphins, like porpoises swimming That's around wild. all day. So we never got a fish. We, I mean, like we caught every fish that we caught, unless like you just fucking got lucky and, and got it up. It was getting picked off. And then if it was too short, throwing it back and then you're watching it get eaten. And it's like, what's, you know, it's like they're essentially they're just going to take over that entire because they know exactly what to do. Follow the boats around. They're so not the first, fucking stupid. So as far as. So like as you far can't as, even fish. That's what I'm getting at. So as far as taxmen are concerned, the porpoises are the United States government. Just taxing us all to hell. Honestly. The way I'm seeing it now is they may be running the United States government. <laughs> Speaking of, this is actually a decent segue, Ben. Look at us. Uh, how about that fucking um, Wall Street Journal uh, post I sent you the other day? Um, it was... Oh, uh, yeah. The, uh... More than... <laughs> I'll just read the, the, head, the headline. Uh, government officials invest in companies their agencies oversee. More than one in five senior federal officials owned and traded stocks in companies overseen by their agency or department. Um, and so it gives it's six six slides, and they're just they're very brief. I'll read them very briefly. Numerous federal officials owned shares of companies lobbying their agencies. Issues emerged at a wide array of agencies. At the Defense Department, officials in the office of the secretary or their family members collectively owned between $1.2 million and $3.4 million of stock in aerospace and defense companies on average during the years. Jesus Christ, I didn't even read that. On average, officials in the office of the Defense Department owned $1.2 million and $3.4 million of stock. Some officials traded ahead of regulatory actions, which seems like insider trading to me. Federal officials are big technology investors. You don't say. Some officials made large risky trades. And uh, the scope of the investigation was extensive. Um, so I started listening to a podcast yesterday with Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard? Who yeah, she, <clears throat> I just saw that she just left the Democratic Party or something. Yep. Not yep. that we're a political podcast, but. Um, I just, I did, I started it. I didn't, I didn't quite finish it, but it was very interesting to listen to her talk about kind of, I, I do recommend people listening to it. It's Joe Rogan. Like you can, I, I don't listen to Rogan at almost at all anymore, but I, I wanted to hear what she had to say, which is basically the only time I listen is when he interviews somebody that, you know, I'm interested to hear what, what they have to say. And, uh, she was talking about this a little bit and I guess a handful of years ago, they put a regulation in place. The regulation that said that the, if you're going to trade stocks as a as a uh, senator or congressperson, you had to disclose it, which is how everybody knows what Nancy Pelosi trades and all that shit. And uh, she said, but there's a lot of them that don't. And if you don't, the the punishment is like a $100 fine if you don't disclose what you trade. $100, Ben. 
Nancy Pelosi makes $200,000 a year and she's worth 200 fucking million dollars. Like if the porpoises are running the government, they're doing a really shitty job of making sure that people <laughs> don't do fucking insider trading. Like it's a fucking joke. Well, that's what I mean. They quite possibly could be running the government then. If, if you say it like that, it's like whoever's in that seat or whatever. I mean, it's just what's what's crazy or it's not crazy. It's just the way that it is, is that it was set up like that by an elite, you know, I, right. and when I say elite group of individuals, they weren't probably elite. Like, you know, I'd say like, you know, arm strength or right. like, you know, running, I'm saying they were already <laughs> we're not talking about a five-star fucking athlete These here people weren't we're talking... <laughs> 4.440s dude but uh so obviously they came from money or they you know knew people you know it's like not what you know it's who you know yep. but next thing you know they established this you know regime or, or whatever you want to call it in mm -hmm. these rules and it's like haha nobody will ever know so Man. Guys, if we insider trading, we're gonna put right here clause A B sixty nine yeah. four twenty nice. uh nice. hundred bucks for you know if right. you don't disclose your information right. and then it's like in there, so you know you can technically you're allowed. Oh, you don't have to, you just have to pay the fine. And then if you look across the map, Aaron hate to say it, but like in a sense, that mindset has, has transformed, you know, or transcended, we'll call it like nice. to, to, to everybody. Like if that's, that's almost the mindset. It's like, Oh, if you get pulled over, it's like, okay, you pay the ticket. Uh, if you, or, or it's like, whatever. Um, like if there's something that you do wrong, a lot of times there's like a, a financial or a monetary way out of it. Yeah. You know, just, and you look at it on every level. It's like, why do uh, people that handle huge amounts of money that embezzle money, like, how do they end up walking? Or, you know, it's like people that are, you Risk know, reward, killing, killing people, you know? It's like O.J. Simpson, for example. Um, he's, you know, never got in trouble. Maybe he never did anything. Except for the book he wrote that said, if I had done it, or, or that was called, <laughs> if I had done it. But you get what I'm saying. People it's forget just like, OJ actually wrote a book called If I Had Done It or If I Did It. <laughs> it's, uh, it, you can't win. So you got to live. No, nah, I know. I know, Ben. And it, and it's, and it's honestly, it's one of those things where, by the way, I love how like my coffee's been done for 40 minutes and I'm just, just still standing in my kitchen. Um, maybe, hey, maybe you need the podcast standing up blood flow it's a blood flow yeah um it's 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 honestly not worth getting worked up over because there's like you said there's truly nothing you can do about it when the people who are benefiting the most from these laws and regulations are the ones that make the laws and regulations you're never gonna win like it just there's no there's no getting around it so um it just sucks, you know, and I guess it's one of those things. It's almost like, is it, you know, it, there, there's ignorance is bliss. If I did it, it's called um, ignorance is bliss. And like all of these, so for years before the, you know, crazy uh, 
growth of social media and alternative media and all that stuff, you probably didn't honestly know that a lot of this stuff was happening. And there's probably beauty in that because like, it's so discouraging heading into a midterm election to be like, okay, you know, am I going to go out and vote? I really don't like the way things are going in this country. Maybe I should go out and vote this time. And to know that no matter who you vote for, if they were to get in, they're going to do the same shit that the ones before them were fucking doing. And it's just, it's just so discouraging to see the way that like, you know, America, the way the country was founded in principle was beautiful. Hey, yes. Aaron, before you get going too far, do you possibly think that there could be a study done that would prove that even if you were a genuine person that had completely good morals and values and you, and you, preached that you were going to change you know whatever it was that you're going to change if you're you know we'll call it stepping into stepping into like a political office i wonder what the percentage of people that just like as soon as they get um sworn in Mm -hmm. like like a chemical balance like changes Mm -hmm. and they're like like they become like greedy and they feel in a like a position of power and then like they're above people because they're you know it's like yeah or it's like what what happens in government where people are you know obviously getting blackmailed into situations right where it's like oh no you're saying this now because we can say this and it's like and it's just a i truly would think that it's probably a staggeringly high percentage of people who just like i don't know what the a title of like u.s government official does but it's probably not a good thing there are people that just that get up i mean you know ben power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely um but yeah i think that would honestly be interesting if there was some kind of dopamine you know some way to to, like it say if dopamine was the chemical reaction that occurred based on the new new power like you know, what would the dopamine dump look like once somebody had that power? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really shitty. Like, I just, I didn't, but, but to, you know, what I was saying is like, you know, this country was founded on like these beautiful principles and this like, you know, ideology of like, you know, we want freedom. We want to do what we, what we believe is best for us as a people. And that has transformed from that to, just a level of greed that is immeasurable and i'm not like i'm not faulting these people for wanting to make a lot of money and all that so that's you know at the end of the day we've done so many episodes of the show where we've talked about you know how getting a lot of money you know ultimately can give you the freedom to truly enjoy your life the way you want to enjoy it so it's it's hard for us to sit here and totally bash people for wanting to make a lot of money but that being said, if you've chosen a profession where your job is to, you know, govern a group of other people, that should probably be your primary focus concern. Of and concern as opposed to getting really, really rich. Right. With taxpayer but, money, don't forget. Like these, guys, right. these people get paid with fucking taxpayer dollars. Talk about free money. 
Yeah, just like uh, the Blues minus one and a half last night against the Blue Jackets. That was free money too, baby. <laughs> six for six, kid. Um, oh, all right. we're, we're, we're running out of time, and I got to go take my grandmother to breakfast anyway. So, you know, fuck Hell it. yeah. We'll cut it a couple minutes short. Enjoy uh, it. Uh, yeah, it should be great. Um, what, uh, what do you got going on today? You just chilling? Yeah, just yeah sunday attaboy i really love the jets plus seven and a half against green bay today just in case anybody Yeah, aren't the jets undefeated no they're not undefeated but they've been playing really good and they're playing green bay in green bay and green bay's look like shit and you know seven and a half is a big number i like the jets j-e-t-s-j-e-t-s-j-e-t-s don't do that on here i'm sorry don't fucking do that um but uh all right well hey I'm a, I'm a Georgia Georgia football fan. Go dogs! And, uh, you see, yesterday I don't know if you noticed, but uh, they just absolutely kicked the shit out of Vanderbilt. And I also really don't even care about uh, Georgia football or college football or anything. Um, but I just said that to make it sound like we're a sports podcast. Tennessee beat Alabama. That was a big upset. Oh, actually, I I did watch that and. Uh, we're like there's uh some friends down here and we're all sitting around watching tv outside last night and uh we look at each other right before i thought he was gonna get iced the second time i really Mm. did because alabama had one time out but right before he got iced that first time it was like this kid's either gonna be an absolute legend or like he is gonna be like suicidal like, like they're going to fucking hate him. I think. I mean, obviously, he's still going to go to overtime, but. you. So you can't, you can't take consecutive timeouts. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I think like that is. Can they do the that in the NFL? Why. I don't think so. I think, and that's part of the reason why is that they don't want people like burning three straight timeouts to try and ice a kicker because it's like, all right, fucking like just. Either way. And then he kicked the fucking dud, dude, but it got yeah. through. Well, college kicking is that I was like, oh, yeah, we're done. Here we go. We got four minutes left. College kicking is the fucking funniest thing on the planet because it's like, especially like in the SEC where so many of these guys are going pro, like, you know, the Georgia, Georgia's defense last year, like fucking six starters were like first round draft picks. Like, oh, these guys are going pro, but the kicking is fucking awful. So it's <laughs> like you get you get these guys that are like playing NFL level football going out, giving it their all. Then they get some fucking nerd kicker to go out there and he fucking shanks it wide left by 15 yards on a 35-yard field goal. And it's like, what the fuck? It's it's amazing how bad college kick is. But yeah, you're right. And uh, the other thing about that is, like, I'll never forget, like, even in high school, this one of our buddies, Brian Gaudet, fucking, he was a good soccer player. And the, yeah. and the football team's like, dude, come kick for us. Next thing you know, he's fucking drilling – yeah. Like big kicks in high school, and then he fucking gets like a uh, you know, a college offer at yeah. um, I, I forget where he went, I think like Muhlenberg or something. But either way, he went and played college football from never, never in his life playing football, um, just because he could fucking kick a ball. But so that's that's like the kind of guy, like literally, it's like, oh yeah, he played it's, soccer yeah, last exactly. year, he's got a fucking foot on him. He's going to be great in the NFL, but we just, you know, got to get him some reps or whatever. 
And then it's like, there's like, if you saw that stadium and the lights go off, I was like, this is insane. That was like bigger than the Olympics. That kid was like more people there. Dude, that kid will never pay for a drink in fucking Knoxville, Tennessee ever again. Well, good on him. All right, Benny. Go enjoy the your Sunday, Sunday conversation buddy. difference. One love. Yeah, we're supposed to be done. For <laughs> All right, pal. Love you. Have a good Sunday. Love you. See you.